It's only a dream, Shaltyal says to himself. An idiotic, senseless dream, as all dreams are, inevitable and useless. Sometimes we dream because we are anxious and because we don't understand. I am walking in the mountains, in the midst of a crowd. I am moving forward with slow steps. I don't know anyone. I have no idea why a strange instinct urges me to flee. Could the enemy be everywhere? I ask one person, then another, What are we doing here? A bearded old man replies, It's you I'm looking for. He vanishes. A sad, dark-haired young woman replies, It's you who are waiting for me. She vanishes, too. A man with a gentle face says, It's you. They all assert, It's you. Behind them, it's odd. A stranger with an intense gaze nods his head and flashes a knowing wink at me. I know he's dead, but he's walking with the others, and he says nothing. Suddenly my heart starts pounding madly. They've all vanished except the dead person, and that's me. I'm alone, and the mountains narrow in on me. They become me, and in my dream I say to myself, It's a dream. Is it mine, not theirs? How am I to know? Oh, to unravel the fabrics of dreams and fantasies that inhabit the prisoner, to disentangle the time and duration that engross philosophers, the conscience of the ascetic and the intuition of psychologists, the fire and anathema of moralists, so they won't turn into illusions and lies. Tell me, how is it done? He is afraid. If he shuts his eyes, he plunges back into an unreal universe with people alive or dead. When he reopens them, the fear has not left him. He remembers the pitch-black darkness, with red glimmers bearing misfortune, the sadness vying with astonishment, and in the dream his eyes fill with tears. Who will speak of the role of fear in the torment experienced by the hostage who, on the level of fate or the gods, exists only for his executioners? This tragedy, the very first of its kind, took place in 1975. It caused a considerable stir in the media at the time, in Jewish communities and in so-called diplomatic circles. Schultz Fiegenberg a discreet man with no status or fortune, became famous all over the world. But not for long. Who remembers him today? The buzzing in the ears. The taste of ash. The turmoil in my chest. The knot in my throat. The heart-rending feelings and thoughts. Like before? In a different way. Possibly worse. Before, over there, the danger threatened us all. Here it feels like I'm the only target. It's the first day. Long, too long. Longer and longer. With few outside events. Where am I? In a large underground storage room? In a basement haunted by unspeakable villainies and curses? There are two bizarre individuals, their faces poorly concealed under hoods. Eventually they'll remove them, 
Nowadays, that would no longer be possible. Terrorists are determined to remain anonymous. In regaining consciousness, my first sensation was the pain in the nape of my neck. There was blood in my mouth. Few words were exchanged. Name, address, telephone number. Surely they already knew the answers. Where am I? Far away, said a sing-song voice. Who are you? Your fate, said the same voice. Could this be some sort of prank? Young students in search of thrills? Or the sensational? This is all unthinkable. Peaceful, innocent citizens aren't supposed to be abducted. They're making a mistake, Chaltel said to himself. They think I'm someone else. That's the only possible explanation. They think I'm lying to them. That I'm not me, but one of their enemies. Could a person's identity be a mistake? An accident? A fatality? Freedom? A mental exercise? The life of a man? A sham? Sages compare it to a leaf trembling in the wind, a fleeting dream, the shadow of a bird or a cloud. Fine, as a moral warning, that's acceptable. But a cruel farce? Decided by whom? For what purpose? What do they want from me? What have I done to them? Why are they bullying me so relentlessly?'